Hello, hello, hello. This is Sarah Rosina, and I am joined by my co-host, Sean Blackshears Owen. All right. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you are joining What's Your Take Media Podcast, or today, depending on where you are and when you listen to it, sorry, um, whatever time zone you're in, you're joining What's Your Take Media Podcast, where we're critiquing movies and television. All right. And Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year. And so this is actually season two for us. Uh, This is our first episode. Our first season, we did a lot of live videos on uh, our Facebook page, as well as on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So you can go and check that out if you get the time. What's your take media? I repeat, what's your take (laughs) media? That's what you want to look up. And you'll find us on YouTube, as well as Facebook, Instagram. Okay. That's right. Yes. And Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts and uh, Spotify. And Spotify. Yes. You got Spotify. Yeah, you got to have, you got to have all that. That's right. All right. So, so drum roll, please. We are going to talk about Wonder Woman 84. Uh Uh-oh. And Soul. And Soul. Yes. The Disney animated film Soul. We're excited. Came out same day. Yes, it did. It did. It, it did. did. Really good, yeah. And I have to say, there was quite a trend going on on social media when these films released. Because oh. it was Christmas Day, right? It really was. Yeah. Yes. It really was. You know, yeah. I was loving it. You know, I was off work. And thankful to the Lord that I was able to be off work. Some people, they have to work on Christmas Day, but I was thankful for that. And and I was off work and the kids were opening gifts. So I got time with the wife and got to enjoy the movies. Oh! Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. that's what you like on your downtime. That's right. You get that's to right. enjoy your movie watching. That's right, you do. And your TV show watching. That's right, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> okay, so, anywho, Wonder Woman 84. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. Everything will be different. Mm. So first I'd like to say there's a lot of controversy going on with Wonder Woman 84. Okay. Now let, let's let let me just give a little background mm. on myself. Let's, okay. So you can understand my perspective and where I'm coming from. So I have been a fan of Wonder Woman since the TV series back in the 70s with Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yes. That's right. She was a beauty. Uh-huh. And she still is. Sorry. She used to She's still alive. out and spin around. And, <laughs> she did. That was the best the part. The big, big sun aura. Was oh, <laughs> with the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and she would turn. That's right. I'm not going to lie. That first season was... Uh, she had the best spin to me on the first season because uh-huh. they were, it was like a slow turn and then you could see her taking off her jacket and you could see the transformation but then they got to season two and it was like just it was lazy. just real yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that but something happened right. and I was like oh it was still fun but it was nothing like that first spin from the first season when they were in World War II dealing with the Nazis That's right. that was That's actually right. probably my favorite season I'm not going to lie Yeah. and so I instantly became a fan of course, I, I was not born in the era of that Wonder Woman series. I was actually born in the 80s. But they used to rerun it on the FX network. And that's how I became a fan. I there was like, ooh, I love this. To the point of I end up later on, bought the DVD set, and still have it to this day. What? There's three seasons, yes. They box still make sets. DVDs? Yes, it was a box set. I've had it for years. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> 
anyway. No. <laughs> Don't judge me. No. But so that's that's when I became a fan. I actually didn't read the comic book. Mm-hmm. I was never really into the comic books mm-hmm. or whatnot. Now, I do have my nerd side, you know, like with the movies and TV and other things, movie scoring and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that show really made me a fan. And so from there, when they announced the Wonder Woman film with Gal Gadot back in 2017, I was like, oh my gosh, I love Wonder Woman. This is fantastic, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, that first film was amazing. Well, you know, she was the start of the female heroism with the movies. Because yes. they went from her to Captain Marvel, didn't they? When Captain Marvel next? Yes, I think that was after on the Marvel side. That's right. Yes. Because they, they tried it before back in the 80s with Supergirl. Didn't, didn't. Uh, oh, with Helen Slater. Didn't, didn't, didn't work. <laughs> you know, there was a plan there that they were going to try to do something with Christopher Reeve uh-huh. because he was Superman at the time, but it didn't quite take. <laughs> but, you know, I have to say, I'm a person that loves the underdog mm. stuff. You projects. Like, you like that movie? That's, it's kind of like Cocktail with Tom Cruise. That didn't do great in the box office, but I love that movie. Okay. So okay. Supergirl, I'm, no, I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that this was the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> the, oh, the best superhero film. <laughs> no, not going to say that. But it was it's something about it that I like. Okay, okay. But it could be the era as well because it came out in the 80s and I'm an 80s baby and I love 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay, segueing into Wonder Woman 1984. There you go. Now, okay. I'm coming from a different direction than you because yes. I was a comic Okay. Um, so Wonder Woman is uh, a huge part of DC. You know, you got the the main three. You got Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, right? So those are the main three. So there's some pieces in the movie um, that uh, I'll come at from a different direction. Yes, but see, this, the ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're giving you these perspectives so you can understand when we start talking about this film, critiquing, mm-hmm. if you will, because that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You'll understand a little bit of why we're saying what we're saying. That's right. That's right. And so I think that's a big, huge thing. And when it comes to this film, especially, I think perspective is playing a big role in the way people are critiquing this film. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to lie. So I'm from that perspective of, oh, I'm a Wonder Woman fan. Yes. So when I initially watched it, I was like, yay. I had the rose colored glasses on Mm -hmm. because I'm a fan of Wonder Woman. right? Right. And so I have a tendency to try to separate things so that so that people can have their equal um, their equal play. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that statement in regards to I think one of the biggest things that's going on with DC is not to tick. Now hold on, let me let me stop for a second. Marvel has been doing a great job putting out projects. Iron Man, Captain America, The Avengers, awesome job. Deadpool too. Yes, De- Deadpool too. <laughs> And so um, the audience doesn't know this running joke. We'll come back to that later Uh in between the two of us. Uh And so it's an inside joke. And so um, Marvel came out first. Okay. And so DC was like, yeah, we're going to come out too. Now, meanwhile, DC has been making successful television programs, but I don't want to go too far into that. Mm -hmm. On CW, Mm -hmm. you know, Arrow, Supergirl, Mm -hmm. uh, The Flash. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Skirt. Pause for a second. And so I took it back with that one. Skirt. And so. um, Don't forget Black Lightning. Oh, yes. Black Lightning. So they've been having much success on the TV series side. Yeah. Okay. But unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at this, Marvel was first. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they came out the gate. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Chris. Uh, oh, my gosh. Hemsworth. 
No, not he. Oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, I was thinking of another Chris, but yeah. Captain America. Chris. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Two Chris's. Chris, you know Hemsworth. Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. The Chris too. Yeah, they they do. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a lot of Chris's. Natalie Portman, everybody. So they had a great cast they to did. fill those shoes. You yeah. know, God rest his soul, the late Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And so then here comes DC. And they're like, hey, you know, we want to get out there, you know, bring a little fire, bring a little competition. Mm-hmm. And so automatically, people's mindsets are going to compare DC to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get it, but you got to let DC have their lane. That's just, this is just, you know, my opinion. This is Sarah's thoughts, Sarah Rosina, her thoughts. And so I think that's some of the fight, even though I feel like out of all of the movies that DC have put out, Wonder Woman is by far the best thus far. Just what people are saying in general. But... Then Aquaman? I was going to say Aquaman. <laughs> what? Aquaman was fantastic. Yeah, was but at that fantastic. time, the first Wonder Woman, they were like, yeah, this is good, this is good. Well, yeah, you yeah, know. Okay. Time, yeah, yeah. Yes, at the time. Uh-huh. So now that I've said all that, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I believe is some of the struggle of what's going on with this sequel to Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, automatic comparison between the two. Mm-hmm universes mm-hmm. i mean even with well you know i'm gonna bring it up but you know batman versus superman and man of steel i liked man of steel though i, I love man of steel. here's yeah. what the problem is all right you got. let me tell you what the problem is right all now. right so marvel is really staying true to the comics right they're not going off the deep end and saying that Batman's weakness is that Superman's mother's name is Martha. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so they are going they are going strictly off the, the comics. You know, Iron Man one, Tony Stark was was arrogant. He's he, he was arrogant all throughout the comic books, right? right? But in DC, they are taking off so many okay. different liberties than, okay. and, and starting to and which is why Aquaman and Wonder Woman Part One worked so well; they were exactly true to the comics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was gonna say that mm-hmm. you know I was gonna comment on that. I actually I feel like we should allow room for writers to have liberties to making things their own. That, oh, hey, <laughs> hey! Look, this is this is my take. Okay. <laughs> I do. I feel it's kind of like when I ever when I uh, made this uh, making this statement now, but when I was I was thinking this before the statement, I thought about American Idol. Mm. Like that was one of those things. Like Simon Cowell, that's one of those things they would tell people when they come on. Okay, we want you know you sounded good, you sang the song well, but you, you, where where is it? Where where in this is it yours? Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so I can definitely understand that. I've heard a lot of feedback in regards to that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially people that know the comic mm-hmm. books. They're like, wait, what is this? This ain't what happened. Like, what the habit is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like as long as the foundation is there. But you know, like I said, I'm an open-minded person mm-hmm. just in life. So this is just how my perspective is always going to be. I'm always going to be well-rounded. And, um, you know, and we're, we'll get into it. We'll get into it more. Mm-hmm. So Wonder Woman 84. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the synopsis here. So Diana Prince, she is contending with a work colleague and a businessman. And we know both of those to be um, basically villains. And that's Max Lord and Cheetah. Mm-hmm. And their desire is for extreme wealth, which sends the world down a path of destruction 
after an ancient artifact grants wishes goes missing. And so right there, the even wishing when, stone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right there in reading the synopsis, you already know, okay, so this is definitely going to be a, a deeper, meaningful type of film. Now it's going to have action because oh, is that it's where a lost comic me? book. <laughs> yes. And I even read that somewhere. They're like the second one had a lot more meaning. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely will definitely bring out some of that. Yeah. Um or whatnot. But let's look at the director slash writer. Okay, so uh, right out the gate, everybody knows that Patty Jenkins is the director of this mm-hmm, film. She was mm-hmm. the director of the first film. Yep. Okay, I love Patty. She's a woman. Woman empowerment. I'm on board. She's been fighting on the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> God bless you, You Patty ain't Jenkins. just going to talk about her movie and she go. <laughs> oh, nah, yeah, don't come, for, don't come for Patty. That's right. <laughs> All right. And so Gal Gadot's been out there too now. Uh-huh. I ain't going to lie. She's, she loves the project, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Writer directors, Patty Jenkins, main director. Okay, this was co-written by Geoff Johns and Dave Callahan. Okay, so first of all, let's talk a little bit about Patty Jenkins, just to give people a feel if you don't already know. So Patty Jenkins, her first feature film was Monster back in two thousand three with Charlize Theron. What? Yes, her first film. Okay. Now we know all about that. Yeah, okay, yeah. she got an Academy Award nomination. Oh, sorry, Charlize Theron won the Academy Award for this portrayal mm-hmm, in the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something else, she actually, there was a TV series that's called The Killing from 2011 to 2014. She received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series and won the Director's Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directing and Dramatic Series. Mm. Okay. Now, here's a little background on Patty that I just love too as well. Do you know that she watched the original, we brought this up earlier, Superman movie back in uh, from 78 with Christopher Reeve, and that inspired her to pursue film as a career. Good old Christopher. What? Yeah, so she looked, she was already DC. <laughs> well, that movie inspired me to do a lot of things as well. Not, not, well, yeah, that's fantastic. Not so much film. <laughs> I, I can recall putting uh, a towel in my shirt and running around so I can flap in the wind like Superman. Oh, yes! We all want to be heroes. Right. We really do deep inside. You know, we really do. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of dope. So okay. look at her now. Can you imagine to have this vision or dream and then look at where she's at? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. All right. So a little bit more about Patty. Here are some upcoming projects she's got going on. Um, I don't know how you all are going to feel about this. Some are going to be excited and some might, depending on how you felt about Wonder Woman 84. But Wonder Woman 3 is already in the works. Yes, it's been approved. Wow. Audience, if you could see Sean's face. <laughs> don't make that face. I'm excited about Wonder Woman 3. All right. All right. And then here's something else. This film, okay, this is a film that I know is going to be controversial because of the actual history and background, okay? This next project that she's got coming up is actually with Gal Gadot as well. They're working together again. Of course. So this uh, original film adaptation that was huge, the big, the biggest of the films, I don't know if they did it before this one I'm about to comment on, but I know it was the bigger, the largest one they've ever done so far. And that is Cleopatra. Now the version I'm talking about is with Elizabeth Taylor, who I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Gotta love Liz. So that Cleopatra was actually one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. 
Now this is one You know this is back When they had the VHS tapes Right right So it was two tapes You going back to beta Yes dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look That's back when they had Tick commandments And the robe All these tapes were super, They had the long intermission yeah. in the, so, Okay so that clip patch So Patty Jenkins And Gal Gadot Are collaborating And working on Cleopatra What Gal Gadot Is playing the role Of Cleopatra Okay Alright Just throwing it out there these are upcoming projects for Patty Jenkins. I know. Think on it. Think and on Beyonce. it. Beyonce. Uh, okay. I want to do that movie. Oh. Or was that in Dreamgirls? No, uh, it Dreamgirls. That was, okay, I'm back. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you're you're jumping I'm in back. there because now we're going to bring back. up Dreamgirls later. <laughs> and so she's also got Star Wars Rogue Squadron coming up. What? Yes. Yeah, so okay. she's on a, the Star Wars project. Directing. All right. Mm. All right. Moving on. Okay. So. So let, let's talk about. Charles Roven, one of the producers. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't know Charles? You don't know Charles. All right. So so Charles been in the game since 73. Oh. <laughs> right, right. Okay. He's been out since 73. But he has been in the Marvel Universe um, for a good portion of it. So way back to Batman. Marvel uh, or DC? Sorry. DC okay. Universe for a little while. <laughs> so <laughs> he actually did The Dark Knight. Um, okay. That first one of the trilogy, which was uh, um, not the best one, but that, well, that was the one with Scarecrow. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah. the best one, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, right. I think the last one was the best one. You're going to say The Dark Knight. I know. I like the last one. You like Bane? Yes! Not the Joker. You were born in the darkness. <laughs> you were born in the darkness. Yes! You don't like him telling you how he got these scars? I'm not saying I didn't like the Dark Knight. I'm saying what my favorite one was. Well, fine. And Anne Hathaway was Catwoman. Okay. Uh, okay. There All you right. go. All right. Okay. Well, he did the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, <laughs> he did Man of Steel. Okay. Uh, he did Batman vs Superman. <laughs> you can't, you can't oh. win them all. You can't win them all. And uh, upcoming, he actually is doing the Suicide Squad, which I'm excited about. And uh, and Jack Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah, which I'm excited I'm about. I'm waiting for the release of that. You know, a lot of people didn't like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. I it's loved crazy. it. Crazy. Did yeah, you I see loved it? it too? Yeah, I loved it. Oh my it. god, that was great. Yes, they yeah. actually got something else going on. I think yeah. it's another one. They're remaking it. Yeah, remaking it. Pretty yeah. much. There you go. Heck, I know. Leave What's, well enough alone. I know. This is yeah, hey, this is the universe we're living in. You know what okay. they should have left alone? That Harley Quinn sequel. Yeah, wasn't too keen about that. One. That was bad. And I like I love the actress Queen. in there, but I you like Margaret Robbie? I do like Margaret yeah. Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first film Robbie? I got <laughs> Robbie, <laughs> Margaret Robbie, T- tomato tomato. Sorry, 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 Margaret, if you're out there. Um, but actually, I became familiar with her. I think in Focus, but before that was Tarzan. But I love Focus with her and Will Smith. Mm-hmm, I love that mm-hmm, movie. I mm-hmm. was like, yes, yes, this is good. <laughs> it was a nice pairing they did there. But um, yes, and of course, she's done a lot of great uh, work since then. Mm-hmm. Bombshell. Bombshell was good. Okay, so I want to get back. Um, talk a little bit about Geoff Johns. He was actually a co-writer on Wonder Woman 84 with Patty. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about Geoff because he is he actually served as the president and chief creative officer of DC Entertainment from 2016 to 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. And some of his most notable work from DC Comics characters, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Flash, and Superman. 
Okay, so he's had experience. He should have expelled the Green Lantern. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, they still want to keep I that going. There was always that one job you don't put on your resume. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that one. But it's funny you talk about that because you got some upcoming projects <laughs> in regards to that. So he, in 2018, he stepped down from that role of DC Entertainment to open his uh, own production company. It's called Mad Ghost Productions. Mm. Okay, to focus on writing and producing film and television and comic book titles. Nice. Based on DC. Okay, so he has co-developed the TV series The Flash from 2014 to present. It's actually doing very well. We mentioned yeah, this earlier. Good, yeah. Titans, 2018 uh-huh. to now. Titans is good. Uh, now, this one I haven't quite seen now, mm-hmm. but Stargirl, Star that came out last year. Stargirl was great. Okay. If you like a Blonde Valley high school girl <laughs> that happens to find this glowy stick. Oh. <laughs> glowy stick. All right, all right. But... True to the comic. Okay. <laughs> so what is going? So it's like they're doing it on the TV shows, but what's going on with the movies? Okay. As far as the comic books, <laughs> I, I, my head started hurting now. I think I'm starting to understand what you guys are saying. Okay. Uh, other writing, he did some various episodes of Blade, Smallville. Love Smallville. Oh God. Will yeah. always love Smallville. Always. always. Tom Welling. That's right. All right. And Arrow. Yeah. All right. Wife loves Arrow. Yes. Okay. And I so it, she loves the um, producer of Green Lantern. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justice League, 2017. Yeah, man. Hey, it's co-wrote going, the co-wrote the story for Aquaman. Oh, there you all go. Right. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Now we're and going so back. he's did the screenplay for this movie here, Wonder Woman 84. Okay. Okay. So uh, current things he's got going on. He's got a Birds of Prey coming. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. He already did Birds of Prey oh. 2020. Sorry. Um, he did Shazam in 2019. We all know about Shazam that. Shazam was good. Executive produced those, yeah. and he executive produced Aquaman. Uh huh. So he's got yeah. some pretty good. Now some. You stuff know the he's... only thing that surprised me about Shazam. Yes. Is his main villain has always been Black Adam. Okay. And instead of them having him go against Black Adam, I'm so curious on what they're going to do with Black Adam's own uh, single movie where The Rock is playing him. Right. I, I'm so curious what going to do all that. Because they got to come together sooner. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's just so much going on. Oh, God, yeah. And so here's some upcoming projects that he has going on. Geoff Johns. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. All right. So they're going to do a Superman and Lois mm-hmm. February of this year. I'm going to see this. Executive producer. And check this out. They're doing a Frosty the Snowman. But it's Jason Momoa as Frosty the Snowman, and he's magically brought to life. So, in a sense, it's a live adaptation of Frosty the Snowman. Okay, anyway, I'm just telling you, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. And I'm getting all this information, ladies and gentlemen, from imdb.com. Okay? Also, he's got the Untitled Joker slash Harley Quinn project. I've been knowing about that one for a while with Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes. Did you say Frosty the Snowman? I did. I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's what's happening. With the carrot nose. With Jason Momoa from Aquaman. Aquaman is playing He's Frosty. He's playing Frosty the Snowman. I mean, you, you got to show some depth in well, your you, uh, acting ability. You do. Yeah, you do. You, you really, really do. do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. From a fish to a snowman. And uh, a Batgirl, producer of Batgirl. Uh, let's see. Green Lantern Corpse. Now, hold on, pause. Do you watch Batgirl? I, I've seen the first few episodes, yes. I, okay. But what now I'm upset what? because the original Batgirl actress she gone. is gone. Why is she gone? But they're bringing it back yeah. with... It's a black girl now. Yes. 
Which I'm excited about the black girl. Yeah. It's just, don't do that to me. You got me used to somebody, and they get, this isn't a soap opera. You know, they, they have those liberties on soap yeah, operas. You can't do that yeah. with other shows. Yeah, Our I'm, minds can't handle it. I want to see it now because they switch, because I ain't nowhere well, I'm probably anywhere. Watch it. Black girl was a different. Some kind of contract, something going on with the original actress. I can't even think of her name right now. Got to be more. But anyway, so as you can tell in my voice, I'm a little upset about that okay so yeah i was just, you know kind of like a bad girl all right uh and then he's got green lantern corpse coming up it's an alien interstellar police force that projects protects the universe yes that's exactly what it is uh-huh. i'm gonna say you comic book fans may know exactly what i'm talking about with green lantern corpse he had to give a second shot yeah there you go <laughs> had to give it all right so i'm gonna bring out one more writer on wonder woman 84 this is actually david callaham okay you'll you'll like this so he actually did the screenplay for the first Expendables. Mm. Okay. And then for the Expendables 2 and 3, mm. um, he helped with character development. What are they on, 13? I know, right? Wow. <laughs> 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 and so, of course, he what, did he, what did he do? He was also writer for Zombieland, the sequel, Double Tap. <clears throat> have you seen that? And Godzilla. Have you seen Zombieland? I am not really a fan of Zombieland. What the bloody... Sorry. Bl- what? Not gonna. It's hilarious. You know, I do like the humor. Yeah, yeah. But uh, just one of those one one of those movies I was running out to see. Really? Personally, okay. I'm sure it's a great movie. It's I mean, hilarious. it's a great cast for it. what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. And so for him, upcoming projects, you're gonna love this. There, well, you might or you might not, because Disney in their live adaptations. Oh. Well, well, here it is, folks. <laughs> Hercules, uh, they're making a live adaptation of the film. Oh. He is a writer on there. Okay. You already know about Mortal Kombat. They're rebooting That's that right. April to. of this year. And uh, he wrote this, did the screenplay for that. And David Callahan has been signed on to do Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 coming October of next year. He's a writer. Really? And I enjoyed the first Spider-Verse. The first one was, it was good. Fantastic. It was fantastic. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Was. Animation, really was. everything. It was fantastic. Okay. All right. And so we can't go into the Wonder Woman 84 and not talk about Hans Zimmer. I'm sorry. But he's probably one of my favorite film composers mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. Hans is so versatile, it blows my mind. So I'm going to take you on a journey with Hans Zimmer. So he's the composer of Wonder Woman 84 in the first Wonder Woman as well. And so let's see here. Hans has been in the game a while. All right. He actually did the composing for a little old film with Tom Hanks. And uh, who was that? Madonna was in there and Rosie O'Donnell. A League of Their Own. Back in 92. Really? Yes, I was shocked. Okay, okay. He did uh, The Lion King in 94. And he did the one, the uh, remake, reboot they did in 2019. Mm. But he won the Academy Award in 94 for the original Lion King. Of course he did. Of course he did. Great music. (laughs) He did The Preacher's Wife back in 96. Say it again. It was what? I'm sorry, what? It was great music? It, it was great music. Shouldn't have messed with it. <laughs> what the well, problem? Or at least you could We'd be here all day talking about Lion King, the oh. rebooted movie. Beyonce, you know, how did you miss Okay, all right, all right. so that's what's going on all right. already. Uh, he did The Preacher's Wife in 96, uh-huh. uh, Interstellar in 2014, Gladiator, one of my all-time favorite movies. Gladiator. Hmm. I love the freaking music on that movie. Okay. Uh, the whole Dark Knight trilogy. Another favorite, The Prince of Egypt. Oh. Yeah, Sherlock we, we Holmes, Inception, the Bible miniseries. Yeah, he's 
This is the versatility of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. He's wow. fantastic. Okay. All right. Nice. Cool. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, one of my favorite actresses is in this movie. What I, movie? At, what the woman? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't uh, left you yet. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Oh, you're gonna get oh. ready. Wait, what? I ain't gonna drop to Kristen and we ain't talked about Gal Gadot. What? No, that's fine. Yeah. Kristen <laughs> Kristen Wiig. I have loved her on SNL for oh, yes. years. For years yeah. and years. She Ooh. is fantastic. She was in Bridesmaids. Yes, um, I love Bridesmaids. She was in the Ghostbusters that everybody hated, yep. which yeah. I loved. Yeah. Did you did you like it? You didn't like it? I'm sorry, I'm an 80s Ghostbusters fan. Oh, you, you don't. Do that to me. Oh, you saying you don't like it when oh, they stick oh, to yeah. the same storyline? Is that what you're saying? Like when they don't stick nah, to the comics? That's, nah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I just I just didn't like it. What happened, Sarah? The writer took some creative liberties. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> but it was um uh, it was a good movie. But she's hilarious to me. Yeah, she, she is funny. I was very curious to see her in this um, serious she, role. Yeah, serious role. And yes. she didn't disappoint until they made her CGI cat. But that's all right. Everything else was right, great. I mean, CGI is the thing. Did they not learn anything from the movie cats? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we just had to go there. We did. It was angelical. Oh, cats. Everything's angelical. Okay. All right. So, but in reference to your Ghostbusters statement, mm-hmm. well, I know I am a person that, now I did mention earlier on the show that I'm an 80s baby. Mm. And so that era of time is just real precious to me. And so all these movies and things that they're trying to do with TV shows or rebooting, it uh, it just it takes a certain type of something. Because especially when you got something great and that's known like the Ghostbusters. I mean, it was a whole song. It was a whole movement. <laughs> Ghostbusters. I mean, you know. Ray you, Parker, you, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it justice, you know, because they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of it these days. You know, mm-hmm. if I just throw out an example, I know one that I actually like that they've rebooted. It's a TV show. And it originally came out in the 80s was Dynasty. Mm. Now, I watched the original Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of Joan Collins and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh, Forsyth. And, you know, he was the voice of uh, Charlie from Charlie's Angels. If mm-hmm. you didn't know that, fun fact. And anywho, and so the reboot of Dynasty is actually pretty good. Now, they've taken a lot of liberties on that show with switching out characters okay. and whatnot, but it's fantastic. And I think that's really kind of based on the actors okay. in the role. I mean, you know, I want to give it up to the writers, too. You know, there was an applause right there. That's where they would go. But yes, so that's a good example of one. But it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. to try to reboot <laughs> some of these great, I understand. you know, I projects. Because yeah. some of them, like the Goonies, I'm like, no, leave that alone. No, you can't reboot it. It was an era. It was a time. You know, it's just not the same. Like and the Sandlot. No, them. don't touch the Sandlot. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you feel me? Or like the Lost Boys. I know. They better not touch they the Lost Boys. They better not touch the Lost Boys. That, that movie. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. All right. So we all know about Gal Gadot. She was in, you know, she's done some Fast and Furious movies. White dress. Yes, I love Gal Gadot. She had her own nice white dress. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, She did a, yeah. uh, a fun movie called Keeping Up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. I like that. We were able to see her uh, comical side. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And let's see, upcoming projects. We already know about Cleopatra. I brought that up earlier. She, now, she's got a movie coming out called Red Notice. It's going to be a Netflix film. Mm-hmm. It was pro- uh, produced, made at Tyler Perry Studios. 
and Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds are co-starring. Yeah, they already got the trailer off of that. I'm excited about that. It looks kind of good. Okay. All right. Of course, we know about Chris Pine. I didn't even realize it, but I really became familiar with Chris Pine on The Princess Diaries 2. This Mm -hmm. was my favorite movies at Royal Engagement, and that was a Disney film. And that's when I really took notice of him. But he really hadn't been out that long before then. And this man has just been popping out projects. Smoking Aces. Do you remember that? I love Smoking Aces. And, of course, he took on the Star Trek role as Kirk. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Smoking Aces was also Alicia Keys. Yes, it was. Did you hear? Yes. That was a great movie. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. All righty. You had to bring up Alicia, didn't you? I love Alicia. Okay. I love Alicia. No, she's great. She's great. <laughs> and uh, let's see. <laughs> Chris Pine is a versatile actor. Mm. I almost want to say it seems like today, because, you know, the typecasting thing has not always been great. Because people are like, oh, my gosh, you're in this same role again. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as we're moving on towards the future, it feels like that's kind of going to the wayside. I'm starting to see a lot more more versatility, especially in main uh, actors and actresses. Like Aquaman playing a snowman. There you go. And so I really like this about Chris Pine. Like I saw him in Horrible Bosses 2. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. So we get to see his comical side. We've definitely seen him in the serious role. And so, of course, upcoming for him, we have another Star Trek movie. It's a sequel to the last one. And then he's got a movie coming out called News Flash where he's playing Walter Cronkite. See this, is, see, this is why I like Chris Pine. See how you just jumped out there and yeah. you just went from... <laughs> wow, wow. Fantastic. All right, and so, of course, we got to talk about Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Now, Pedro Pascal is our one of our villains in the film. Yep. Okay? And I'm just going to do a little bit about him. One of his most known roles to me is from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so I love Game of Thrones. And we all know he was in uh, Arbarian Martell. Okay. And so he's done some other projects, but that's, I'm sorry, that's going to be his most known role. (laughs) So he did a sequel to Kingsman, Secret Serve, to Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Now, have you seen those, the Kingsman series? I have seen the first one. Uh, I have not seen the second one. Well, there you go. What is with you in sequels? I don't know. <laughs> it takes a lot. What, what do you want me to say? It, it, it was great. He was great in the movie. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll have to watch the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Equalizer 2. Now, I did see that sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So he's got a, a fun comedy movie coming up called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, ain't that a long time Right. But it's cool because he has Nicolas Cage, Neil Patrick Harris, and Tiffany Haddish are acting alongside him in that. That should be interesting. Tiffany Haddish, huh? Yes. I like Tiffany. All right, so let's talk a bit about this Wonder Woman film. Yes, let's jump right on up in there. So, this movie had everything, right? So, you got uh, you got the, the Wonder Woman. You know, she's in there. Um, no spinning. Uh, but she's in there. Uh, you, you got her, um, you know, playing Spider-Man with lightning. Um, you got the child version uh, of, of her cheating. Um, so <laughs> it, it had everything, it, you know. So here's here's where, where I think people went wrong. Okay. The when I when I see a sequel, I never go into it thinking it's gonna be better than the first one. Okay. Never, because okay. you know the first one is a shock. Ooh, what are they gonna do? You know, it's a right, whole, right. whole bunch of mystique. Um, so I think everybody came into this thinking this is about to be the best right. they've ever seen. I'm like, nah, it's a sequel. You got to get right. a little bit of room, a little bit of room. Yeah. Um, so it was um, uh, it was a movie. 
It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a movie. It was a mo- the problem. The, I mean, the, again, what the problem is around him? The problem is is Wonder Woman didn't lasso no daggum lightning. <laughs> she did not turn the invisible plane invisible by touching it. From the comic book standpoint, she wasn't the daughter of Zeus. <laughs> and the golden armor that she had on actually was Hawk Girls. Okay. No, 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 don't give me that. No, look. <laughs> <laughs> look, I want to say what? You have got to have some, some, I mean, something. Come on, you got to appeal to everybody. Well, they had the golden armor. That was It was Hulk. there. It was Hawk Girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, something I want to point out, because I was talking with a friend of mine, and he brought out a few things, because he was like, oh, it was terrible. I was like, What? I don't think the movie was terrible. terrible. Did we forget the Green Lantern? I'm just saying. So, it wasn't terrible. terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. The Green Lantern. Anyway, so, um, anywho. But from the Green Lantern. See, I try to look at the positive in some things. From the Green Lantern, Ryan Riddles Mm. met his future wife. Like, Oh, yeah. there you go. There we go. Blake Lively from Gossip Girl. You know what else? The Green Lantern, it came back. It did. In Deadpool 2. In Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. I'll, I'll just wait till you check okay, that out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yes. So a few things I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine were talking and uh, I was like, terrible. Why was it terrible? I brought out a few points and um, some of the points he brought out, I was like, hold on there, sir. Now, hold on. He's like, uh, okay. So for one, he was like, basically in this Wonder Woman sequel, it wasn't pointed out how she was able to live from the 40s into 84. And so this is where I'm at with that. They didn't have to talk about that because they had already touched on that if you'd watched Batman versus Superman. They already showed you what was going on when he had that picture of her. And then they we get, they gave you background story in the first movie. Mm-hmm. So you got to watch and correlate all that. <laughs> oh my goodness, I was a little frustrated with that. And you're listening to this, you know I'm talking, you know I'm talking to you. I'm not gonna put his name out there. Yeah, there you go. But my good old buddy and friend of mine. But anyway, so he was a little frustrated there. But this person I was talking to, their perspective was also from comic books. Mm-hmm. They know a lot about the comic books. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm a person that doesn't know a lot about the comic books, so mm. I understand it. And then I already have backstory on Wonder Woman from watching the, the TV show from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Or what, or whatnot. Now that flying thing, I wasn't aware of that, but I loved seeing it in the sequel about her being able to fly. I didn't oh, know yeah. she could fly. I just thought she could jump real high, so that was dope. And of course I knew about the visible plane, but it wasn't from that from perspective touching of touching it. She yeah. was just pretty much an invisible plane. Right. So that was different. Or whatnot. Or liberties! Sorry. Liberties, people! Oh no, there was no possession either. <laughs> oh. But the correlation that I found between these films, because I know another thing my friend said was, why 84? Why 84? Okay. Well, let's touch on why was it Wonder Woman 84? Go ahead, okay. baby. <laughs> so in 84, that was the time of the Cold War. Okay, it was the period of geopolitical tension between the Soviet Union and in, in the United States and their respective allies. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here the term code is used because there was no large scale fighting directly between the two superpowers, but they each supported major regional conflicts known as proxy wars. Mm-hmm. And so here's the point, point that's going to tie it together from the first film. 
The conflict was based around the ideological and geopolitical struggle for global influence by the two powers following their temporary alliance and victory against Nazi Germany in 1945. And when was the first movie filmed in time? World War II. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, yes, World War II. So you see how... They kind of went, the first one and the second one really went together. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And besides that, they wanted to bring Steve Trevor back somehow because it's the great love of Diana Prince's life. And this was a way to do that. Okay. Was that not creepy? <laughs> what? All I'm saying is <laughs> you wake up one day and you, you, you shine. And then you go to a party, and now all of a sudden you see. I mean, what the? Where, where, it's where, been done where, where did Steve go? He <laughs> <laughs> became the other person. He was stuck somewhere. And like, that's that life was going to soul already. That's right. right? You know, he, was, was, he was levitating. Yeah, he was stuck was, somewhere it, between it was, two worlds. It was just that that piece to me was. I was so curious on how they were going to bring him back. Yes, after seeing the trailer. And I guess that was the only way they really could have. Yeah, it really was. He had to take over someone else's body. Yeah, I mean, really. That was the only way. That's it. That's it. All right. So that's kind of how they correlated those two in 1984. And also, this is something my mom and I talked about. It was a great segue for Steve Trevor to come back Mm -hmm. in that time because they had the plane available. He had the knowledge of how to fly that plane for when back when he was alive in the 40s. So I was like, okay, now I kind of see what y'all was trying to do and why it was 84. Mm -hmm. And then it was Mm -hmm. the 80s. I mean, who doesn't love the 80s? That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. But you know what this this movie did have, though? They, this movie had some of the best action sequences. Oh my gosh. Oh. The freaking beginning alone. The, oh my God. The, yeah, the fight with oh. Maul. That was, that was awesome. And, and you know, I'm, I'm old. So I'm, I'm oh. looking at some oh. of the stores that's in the background. Like, <gasps> I remember that. Oh, yeah. or, or I remember when people used to go to the mall. I know, right? I Good times. going outside without a mask on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it certainly took things. us back and with yeah. the music and everything. It, did, it really did. It really did. So that, even, that piece of it, yeah. Even with Hans Zimmer, because I, uh, I saw the clip where he kind of uh, had a studio session where he was, uh, he had kind of reinvented the uh, original score for Wonder Woman. And I actually have it as my ringtone. Yes, I do. <laughs> and uh, anywho, and in the studio, he had Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins in there. It was a nice little clip. And uh, Sheila E. was actually in there drumming. <laughs> Sheila E.? Yes. What? Yeah, Sheila right. E. is on the Wonder Woman uh, score. Huh. And so if really you think about it. Now. Right. And if you think about it. the Hey, I didn't even think about that. And if you think about it, the original score had a hint of dark in it. Mm-hmm. Not like evil, but it was, the tone of it was, it was befitting for Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Mm-hmm and the first Wonder Woman mm-hmm. or whatnot. But the 80s movie, you know, that was light and, and uh, a light time and mm-hmm. fancy free time. Mm-hmm. And so with him adding whatever he added to it, you could def- it definitely went with the film. I just mm-hmm. love Hot Zipper. I'm sorry. It's just so creative. And I'm like, how do you do what you do? I want like a session where we can have a conversation and let's, you can really break some stuff down. But anyway, yeah, so I loved the little flavor that he added to the uh, newer uh, updated score of Wonder Woman in this film. Okay. It's awesome. Yes. So the the um, so the first action. So I'm going back to the action. So the first action scene was in the mall was great. The 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 flashback to Themyscira 
when the yes. little girl. I mean, that contest was. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, well, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Like, is the baby gonna win? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there watching live. Like, oh she, oh she cheated. <laughs> and with you, with you saying that, you remember we talked about. There's definitely a lot more meaning in this film than the first film. And so, a few things. One of the things that uh, Hippolyta. That's how you say it. Who? Hippolyta. Her mom. Hippolyta. Hippolyta! <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember. And so, just gonna be real. And so, she had a line in there and she said, Do your best. Greatness is not what you think. Yep. And that was before they went through that whole thing mm-hmm. with the young Diana or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, before they went through all that, she said that. And I was like, Okay, okay, I could, I could feel that. Mm-hmm. And so, after that, Auntie comes in and she snatches her up because she saw she had cheated. Mm-hmm. And so, and what a friend of mine was mad about this part. They was like, why do you have to snatch her up? Well, you got to look deeper into you it. Got to. Okay. So she was like, you took the short path and cheated. Truth is all there is. So very, at the very beginning, they bring truth out in mm-hmm. such a way. Cause you know, at the end, the truth thing came again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so she was like, you cannot be the winner because you are not ready to win. No true hero is born from lies. Mm-hmm. And so from there, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Mm. That scripture right there, Matthew mm. 7, 14. And so from there, it's obvious. They, they saw the greatness in Diana. Mm-hmm. They knew she was greater than everybody. She was born that way. But... She had to be humbled mm-hmm. so she wouldn't get in that prideful way and probably would end up turning out like Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. That's right, that's so right. she she needed that. That was to help mold and shape her to be the great leader that she is now. And we saw that in 84. So to all my that's comic cool. book uh, uh, brethren out there, what Sarah is saying is in uh, Wonder Woman's origin story, <laughs> uh, had the auntie not said that, she would have become a nefarious villain. Nefarious! It's <laughs> one of my favorite I words. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Yes. So she definitely needed that. And I think mm-hmm. in any great leader, you got to be humble. You do. You do. You really do. And that was a humbling moment for that. She pouted and she did all of that mm-hmm. when she did, but it made her a great leader. But that game, though. That was one heck of a contest. It was. It was. <laughs> that was awesome. It was. That was an awesome, awesome contest. So that was, was a great awesome. action scene. Yep. Uh, the scene where they were on the road. Ooh, oh, man. I love that, that scene. Was that fantastic. was awesome. And even even uh, old little Steve got into the action. He, yes, he, he did. Went got in a, what was he driving? A car or a tank? I think it was a tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gonna help yeah. this woman. That's right. what I'm talking right. about. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. That was. It really was a good scene. But in that scene, you saw she saw she was losing her. Yeah. yeah. She She's losing, losing a little power in that scene. Because of um, her nemesis, Cheetah. Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, she was stripping her of her powers. Oh, but actually, I'm sorry. That's not why she was losing Yeah, I thought it was because of the wish. It was because of the wish. Yeah, because of the wish. Yeah, uh, so yeah. there comes that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Great leaders have to make great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, it was she had such a lonely existence because she couldn't, talking about Diana Prince, she couldn't befriend anybody, really, because at some point she's going to live on. They're going to grow old. Mm-hmm. Like even when they showed that picture of her and the young lady from the military in the first film mm-hmm. that was a, like a secretary to Steve mm-hmm. Trevor. Yep. It's like she couldn't risk being being found out. Uh-huh, I was right. like, man, this is sad. So all she really had was Steve Trevor. You know, Steve Trevor knew who she was, who she was Wonder Woman. <laughs> she loved him. And 
It was just so sad. It was. And then she had to let him go. Yep. Who would do that? See, that is a true making of a leader to make that kind of sacrifice. Like for the world. Like the world is greater and bigger than all of this. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. her heart. Aww. I feel for it. It's funny you say that because in the comics she's not so lonely. You know, in, oh, in a couple yeah. couple episodes she's uh, her and Batman are a thing, and then uh, after that her and Superman are a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it. I don't know if they're gonna so expound about upon that on the uh, in the films. But mm-hmm. It would be interesting. It would be. Interesting. <laughs> right. well, I don't know. It might be kind of hard with Superman because Lois is in the picture, but uh, Batman. You know, but even there, we still got to see what they're going to do with Batman. Because I don't even know <laughs> if they're going to bring in the new Batman to, to mesh with this DC universe. They did that's say that. I was reading somewhere that it was a different universe. I'm like, oh my God. You know what, people? <laughs> and this is why people are upset with you, DC. There's too much going on. <laughs> Come back. Come back Explain to us. Explain just a little bit. Explain a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so, there was definitely a lot more meaning in Wonder Woman 84. And, uh... Uh, one thing that I know they brought out well was uh, from Cheetah's character mm-hmm. and her making that wish to be Diana Prince. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know her. It's like we can't. We got to be careful in wishing to be someone because you don't know what they have to carry to be that person. That's right. And looking at it, she didn't have what it took to carry that particular mantle. Mm-hmm. Diana did, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying she couldn't have carried her own mantle, but it wasn't that one. <laughs> what she it, just made, it made her just a horrible yeah. person. Well, she, she, that goes back to what you said about the auntie, right? Because yeah. the, Diana got it when she, the lesson when she was a young kid. Yeah, they groomed her and all the, that. Yeah, the, the, the cat is is learning it in two days, you know. But I know. Decided to go the other way. She, she, um, her big decision to become a villain was when, uh, she met up with a guy that tried to hurt her in the park. Right. When Revenge. She, yeah. So that, and she yeah. was, she was tearing him a new yeah. and she was enjoying it. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, and her friend tried to stop her. He was like, ah, nah, mind your own business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but even in that same instance, it was like yeah. Diana was born to be a leader. Yeah. I mean, her freaking dad was Zeus. I yeah. mean, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Oh my goodness. In the movie. In the movie. In, in the movie. The, not in the comic. Yes, in the movie. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> and I know there's been some talk about even the ending of the film. And we were oh. like, oh, it was supposed to be this big old, you know, we're used to this big old showdown and fight. And it really wasn't quite that. But it was that meaning part. And they were bringing out truth and everything. But one one thing that I noticed. So there's two villains. You had Max Lord and Cheetah, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw it as a brawn versus mental fight. So with Cheetah, we got the brawn fight. That was a good scene. And then with Max Lord, we got more of a mental fight. I apologize. It showed her versatility I'm, as a I'm, superhero. I'm so sorry. What was a good scene? You didn't like the fight between her and Cheetah? I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to go back and watch the fight. She she won by electrocuting the cat that was in the water that she was in. <laughs> what, what do you mean? No. Did, did you, I didn't did, say it was the greatest fight of all time. It was the... I, that was the only piece. So there was two pieces or three pieces of this movie that really got me. You know, from the comic book side of me, her lassoing lightning. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> it's the, a new evolved Wonder Woman. The it was a long, it was a long story in between the the the, the fight scene. It was very very long with her and Steve and their relationship. And it was just too long without me laughing or, or you know, getting blood pumping. It was just too long for me. 
And the last piece was, I thought it was a, it was okay, but that last fight where it's like, okay, let's take this home. You won by talking to him? <laughs> I told you, it was a battle of wits and will. Yeah. See, we're so used to things. We just was like, no, I wanted something different. Where is Thanos? And so- <laughs> This wasn't that kind Dream of film. Thanos. What is going on? Yeah, it wasn't no. I was tri- so I was tripping. You're disappointed. So let me, let, oh my god. So the first, so Cheetah disappointed. The fight with Cheetah disappointed me. She, she bad man pajama in the comics, right. but she's also from Themyscira in the comics. But we, we won't go there. But in the Max Lord, she was trying to get the lasso to him. You remember in yeah. the scene. And yeah. in the scene, the lasso was right there at it, but couldn't get past the wind. Right. But at the end, the last one was on his ankle. How did it all of a sudden? I don't know. I don't either. I don't <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe it was she distracted him. Yeah, that's with the right. talking. Yeah, that's and, what I said. Are you got there? Why are you? What are you? What are you? Who are you? That's why I was tripping. I was like, Why are you talking to him? He's not listening to you. Right. But then I was like, Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait, didn't it just? Ha- oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a mystery. Yeah. It's one of those mysteries. Uh, Maybe if I did some more background on it, they might uh, tell me something. Caddy Jacobs, maybe they got some something uh, we can read or like, oh, these are some uh, edits and things in, oh. this, in the storyline. There you go. Yeah, we'll find out later about go. that. But yeah, it was a mystery. Gotta see Wonder Woman but, um, uncut. Right. There we go, uncut. <laughs> um, I did, I was happy to see Linda Carter's cameo at the end oh. as Asteria, of course. Yes. And uh, I was like, hey, I have cool. to say, that's one, one thing I really like about this new Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot and they have been doing a lot together, her and Linda Carter. Like they mm-hmm. even did a live here not too long ago together. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love it. It's like a mentorship type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fans is loving it too. It's it's yes. so it's so awesome seeing those original stars come back. Yes, so, isn't it? Did you see the Hulk, the first? Yes. Okay. The guy that the series Lou Ferrigno okay. in the series, the actual Hulk, Hulk the yeah. guy he turned into, was mm-hmm. actually in Hulk. The part one. A lot yes, of people I didn't see his, his cameo. Yes. But yeah, yeah, he was actually in there too. I love, I love it when you do those stuff. I love yeah. the cameos. It's, it's cool. fantastic. It, it really makes is. everything great. I'm like, yes, oh, look, hey, oh. it's you. Did you, I'm sorry to switch it from one to one in a second. Did you <laughs> watch the series The Titans? I have not seen The Titans. You got to watch it. It's really good. So I've seen Clash of the Titans. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sorry. So in the, in the CW world, they, they do a big. A big, um, a big series where all the shows kind of come together. Oh, right, yes. Right, right. I've so seen that on the This flash. last one, the Worlds Collide one, they had every genre of ever. I mean, they went way back to the first Batman, um, the Robin. Um, and, 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 and Batman. They did. They did. just had an anniversary, too. Yeah, the show. yeah. Oh, Aaron. God. It, it was. Yeah. So I, I just love it how they, they combine the stuff. Don't that's, you? That's just, that just fantastic. It, it is. just makes it something extra special. And I think people were looking for that in Wonder Woman. They were looking for a cameo. Well, we got it with Linda Carter. Oh, uh, I'm talking Clark, uh, Bruce. <laughs> okay. Hot Doc Woman. You know, okay. somebody. Yeah, you know. I got you. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, they yeah. didn't do much of that in the first film, though, either. Not the first one. It's her movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I think they're kind of in that same lane as her movie, the second one. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, Justice League, sure. Yeah, like, bodies together. You know. 
you know, it's all good. It's all good. All right, so we're going to move on because uh, I probably should have told everybody at the beginning uh, we had a lot going on. Yeah. But we're going to move on and segue into souls. All right. Oh, but before we do that, my bad. So we have this thing that we do, Sean and I, and uh, it's called the GTS score. Got to see it. Got to see it. And so I'm going to let Sean go first. He's going to give a, it's on a scale of one to 10. Yep. With 10 being the highest, of course. And I'm going to let him go first and uh, give a scoring for Wonder Woman 84. All right. So even with Lasso and Lightning, uh, turning planes invisible, (laughs) and um, beat the main villain with a rope on his foot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I would still give this an eight because... With everything going on, it's still, you know, a good movie lets you escape from reality for a little while. Well, that's what we want to do and when we watch movies. And that's what it was. So that's all I'm like. I, I will definitely give it an eight. I didn't come into it thinking it was going to be the most masterful piece of cinematography I've ever seen. Um, so I would definitely give it an eight. But if I'm on HBO Max and Wonder Woman 84 and Aquaman are next to each other, oh. I, I'm, or Wonder Woman 84 and Wonder Woman 1, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Right, right, but I would definitely give it an eight. Okay, um, I would almost—I think I'd probably give it an eight as well. Um, number one, I'm a Wonder Woman fan. Okay, uh, number two, it's set in the '80s, and I freaking love the '80s music and everything and the clothing. It was fantastic. And, I was there. Um, oh yeah, me too. I was a little baby, but I was there. And uh, I love the action sequences. And I'm a I, I'm a fan of uh, Patty Jenkins' work. Okay. And as far as the directorial angle i think it was done well from a director's perspective okay 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 everything that fills in the end writing and all of that that's you know but as far as the director's perspective i think patty jenkins did a fantastic job from that angle um and of course the acting was phenomenal i loved gal gadot as the role she really it's almost like i feel like it's it's almost like christopher reeve christopher reeve to me was born to play superman I kind of feel like Gal Gadot is in that same seat. She's born to play Wonder Woman. It just yeah. works so well for her. Yeah. Or whatnot. So I would definitely give it a, a GTS score of eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, moving on. So. Ah! What the? What is this place? What's your name, honey? Uh, I'm Joe. I teach middle school band. Got it, go for it! Today started out as the best day of my life. Back here tonight, first show's at seven. Yes! Woohoo! You know what that's gonna say? Joe Gardner! <laughs> I did it! I got the gig! Okay, so we're gonna talk about Disney Soul. Mm-hmm. So Disney Soul is a quick synopsis. A musician who has lost his passion for music is transported out of his body. Look at this. We're talking about uh, body transportation again. Mm. And must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. So right out the gate, there's so much going on in this film. It mm-hmm. was done so well. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're spiritual people, Sean and I. Mm-hmm. And so there, I was just blown away of the creativity and the things that were happening. Let, let me tell you why. Oh. So the uh, the producer Pete Pete um, Pete Doctor yes right? Doctor Pete Doctor Hans, Hans Doctor he is behind <laughs> Toy Story, A Bug's Life, oh. 
uh, Monsters Inc., eh. Finding Nemo, Ooh. both The Incredibles, hey. Cars, mm. Ratatouille, Ooh. Um, Up, and Wally. I, I don't remember Wally. But um, uh, yeah. Coco. Um, Coco. I love Who doesn't love Coco? Coco Loco. <laughs> That's right. I just really enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, I mean, he's he's experienced these. Even with Coco. Yeah. That kind of correlates with this. It does. It really does. So, so yeah. So I, I can definitely, now that I see, you know, I saw everything that he's produced, I'm like, oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, it. Yeah. He's the chief creative mm-hmm. officer of Pixar. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's who he is. Yep. yep. All right, yep. so check this out. Here's some upcoming projects for Peter, Hans Doctor. Mm. Untitled Cars Project. He's executive producing. It's a series coming out what? this year. Look at that. And then he's got a film. It's called Luca coming out this year, June 2021. He's an Italian character. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be coming out uh, June of 2021. Okay. Of course, it's another Pixar film. And so I'm not going to lie, this film definitely was giving me um, some vibes from Inside Out. Okay. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, and Inside Out is uh, a good movie. Which was your favorite uh, personality? Oh. That's hard. That's hard. I liked them all. Did you really? Yeah. I love the temper. Did- <laughs> You gotta make me think of the Care Bears. This was hilarious to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, but that is a fan. Hilarious. I'm a fan of that movie. Yeah. Um, it actually did really well. I feel like it got some awards <clears throat> as well. I'm trying to think. What, In and Out? Uh, Inside, Inside Out. Inside Out, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. I'm trying to look up there. But anyway, uh, but I think, well, from knowing me, Joy would be my favorite. Mm hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yes, definitely joy. <laughs> definitely joy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So, one thing I liked about Soul, because I'm as I'm watching the film, uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, somebody that's black had to have something to do with this film, and come to find out, there's a co-director, Kemp Powers, who's mm-hmm. African American. Oh, well, there you go. All right. And so some of his work, he's did some writing on the series Star Trek Discovery. Mm-hmm. Did a few episodes there. And then in the, then he did One Night in Miami. This is a film. Came out last year. He did the screenplay for it. Okay. Uh, it's about Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown. It's a Muhammad. civil rights era. Yes, Muhammad. <laughs> yes. So if you get time, you should really check that out. Okay. Yes. Can we talk about Jamie Foxx? Of course we can. Oh, the main the character. Main yes. character, Jamie Foxx. I have been a Fox fan since oh. in Living Color. Okay. You know anything about Living Color? You, yes. Okay, thank God. All right. All right. I want to age myself. Uh, the um, <laughs> I, I didn't watch the Jamie Foxx show. Oh, I, I love the I Jamie Foxx show. It's I, now available on the BET app to watch. Okay, I might have All to right. watch that. I think that's around the time I started working. Um, and, uh, but I love Jamie, you know, he, he got, you know, some of his, um, one of his CDs, his last CD was actually one of my favorite CDs. Um, oh, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He can, oh. uh, uh, he can, he, he got the trifecta. He can act, um, yes. sing, you know yes. I mean? He's just, he's, he's pretty good. Play like, just about any role. He really can. Comical, <laughs> yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biopic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's the man. What I don't like is on I be is on uh, Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, so if you look up any other actor, 
Uh-huh. It'll come up with them, their filmography, their early years, all that fun stuff, right? But Jamie Foxx, it, it, it does all that, uh, plus his legal troubles. Oh, well. <laughs> I like, mean, you got he just to. Go, just go put that man business out there. Like that. Oh, well, you know, people will do it. That's we'll right. It. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we all know him as the iconic Ray. Yeah, we know that he really dives into his roles. Uh-huh. I remember reading somewhere that back when he was filming uh, Ray, Ray Charles' actual children would have to do a double take watching Jamie Foxx in the role. That's how far he got into that role. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Speaking of which, he has an upcoming project coming up, the Untitled Mike Tyson biopic. And I'm hearing he's already getting into the role. Let me give you the opening of the movie. The camera is high, but not as high as the heavens, just above the trees, and it's snaking through New York. Somewhere in New York, and it's cold, and people are on their way to work. It's just one camera, and you hear focus mitts being hit. In the distance, and it's just capturing, it's capturing regular day, blue collar people, you know what I'm saying? In the hood, it's mm. just regular. You know, people on their way somewhere, and then we get up to this boxing gym, we see the doors, and the camera stops, and you hear the doors open magically, camera snakes in, and we see in the distance a hulking figure holding focus mitts and a little kid hitting the mitts, and you hear the kid asking the hulking figure, my dad said you were amazing. My dad said you was one of the best. You was boss. You was this, you was that. And you hear the person's voice. Don't worry about what your dad said. Just throw the right. Make sure you keep your left off. Get your head knocked off. And as the camera gets closer, you see that it's now Mike Tyson. No, but my dad said, I'm going to tell you one time. Don't, don't say anything about your dad. I don't care. That was back in the day. Just throw the left. And when you shoot the right, shoot it with, some, shoot it with authority. Shoot like you mean it. And he throws it right and he hits Mike and Mike acts like he's falling in super slow motion. Ah! And when he hits the ground, ding, 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 he's back at the last fight. He got knocked, knocked out. out. And he's, in, and he, yeah, he's there. And as you see him, the last fight, he's on the ground and he rests back on the ropes. Everybody's saying, get up, Mike. Some people saying, you a bum. Some people saying all the things that people were saying because we were split at that time. And he rests back on the ropes, spits his mouthpiece out, and it goes calm. And you just hear, and he's saying, I'm done with all of this. And all of a sudden, just as we relax into that moment, the ref comes up, one, two. Yeah. And we flash back to the young Mike Tyson. That's how I hope. What? So I feel like this is going to probably be another Academy Award. He's going to play Mike Tyson. Yes, what? I'm excited about it. Okay, okay. So we, like you said, we all know he can sing. Yep. We saw that in Dreamgirls. Right. And of course, from his albums. Mm-hmm. Even did some singing on the Jimmy Fox show. He did. All right. Django Unchained, definitely serious. Just Mercy, which was a good one. Mm-hmm. 2019 with mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan, who's no longer single. And um, had to throw that out there. Who's not single? Michael B. Jordan. So, Jordan. Yeah, he's not single anymore. Who's that? Oh, that's uh, Black, Black the bad guy in Black Panther. Killmonger. Oh, who, 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 who's, is he with oh, uh, some bottle or something? Well, of course. He's got a picture on what social else? media. It's, it's, look, it went viral. What else would it do? So anyway, you. <laughs> you know, he's one of those heartthrobs, you know, especially you. for the African-American community. Is he? But he's, he's uh, no longer single. I'll take your so. word for it. Alrighty. And so <laughs> this is something that I'm sure the uh, listeners in you as well will love that's upcoming for Jamie Foxx. Mm. Okay, so remember when they had the Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yep. And he, he played, played Electro. Electro. Yep. So guess what? Uh. There's an untitled Spider-Man sequel coming up December of this year where he's playing the same role. 
Oh, yes. thank God. And the new Spider-Man They universe. did him dirty in that other one. That was, yeah, that so was I'm excited bad. about yeah, that. Yeah. And then he's, uh, they're rebooting the movie Spawn. He's in Spawn. They're Spawn. doing Spawn again? Yes. What? I know. Isn't it fantastic? What? I know. Did you see part one? Yes. What? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to lie on air. <laughs> and so you got Jamie, and of course you can't. <clears throat> talk about soul without talking about tina fey yep another snl duo. alumni yes uh-huh. <laughs> that duo that they put together is yep. fantastic it was so we all know that tina fey started out on saturday night live mm-hmm. but did you know this she made history as the show's first female head writer on I saturday night that. live what? i was like come on tina well, all right go yeah, kick some doors there there's a whole night of it all right <laughs> and so one of my favorite shows that she was on was 30 rock yeah yeah I that was funny rock. yeah heck yeah now hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> claire is in this movie claire claire huxtable of was course in this movie. Felicia this... Rashad. Oh, god you know i've loved yes. her since jingle jangle yeah <laughs> Since Jingle Jangle, what happens in the Cosby Show? What? Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a short-term memory. But yeah, no. <laughs> How could you forget our play Claire Oxford? Immediate gratification. That's what it is. She's, jingle Jangle was fantastic. But all right, what all right, all right. Can't wait till next year to watch it again so I don't look like a weirdo. Netflix film, Jingle Jingle. Yes, it was fantastic. That's right. Now, the one voice I couldn't depict in here that was in here was Ooh. Angela Bassett. Yes. Okay, I'm glad you said it. She played Dor- Dorothea. She was the lady that had the band. She played the, uh, was it the trumpet? Or, oh. That was her. Okay. That was Angela Bassett. What? Yes. And one fun character that was in here was Questlove. Okay, now Questlove is actually in real life the drummer for the hip-hop band The Roots, uh-huh. who's actually the house band for the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon show. Right. Yes, love that show. And so he played a drummer in this film. Mm-hmm. He was Curly. So he was one of uh, Joe's old students. He was oh, the one calling him and got him the job. Got it. Okay. Like, okay, okay, Questlove. You better act. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the voiceovers. Right. Voice yeah, I love yeah. those voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so Soul is actually the first Pixar film to feature an African-American protagonist. I was, I was, I was, was like, realizing right, that. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> they don't do a lot with people. <laughs> and then they did one with you gotta African. Gotta start like, somewhere. I just, why not start with the black community? I don't know if you know, but Black Lives Matter. So it's it's, oh, a, be- right. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Right, it's, it's definitely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. And so we definitely can't talk about soul without yeah. talking about the music. Yeah. And so this is what I found to be very interesting. So the producers of this film consulted various jazz musicians, including Herbie Hancock mm. and Terry Lynn Carrington. Okay. And so some of the animated musical sequences was actually using the sessions of John Batista. Now, of course, you would have to know some jazz music. Mm-hmm. You can look these people up later, mm-hmm. audience. And let's see here. This is something that was cool as well. So the actual film score was done by Trent Reznor. Now, I was familiar with Trent from Gone Girl back in 14. Okay. That was a pretty good score in there. I'm, I'm into the scores, mm-hmm. so the audience knows again. And so he is actually from the rock band Nine Inch Nails. Now that I didn't know. What? And him and another member of that band, his name is Atticus Ross, worked on this soundtrack. And they've also done some other soundtracks as well. But he's also from Nine Inch Nails. What? Now check this out. They are such a great collab team that they got an Academy Award back in 2010 for their work on the social network. We're talking about film scoring. Mm -hmm. 
as well as a Grammy Award for The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo back in 2011 with Daniel Craig. Really good movie. Yes. And so they also did uh, The Book of Eli back in 2010. Well, that was Atticus Ross. Yes. Really good movie. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, just give people a little feel what they're listening to. Like, hmm, and maybe if they're sitting there, because I'm one of those people, it's, I'm such a fan to the point where I've become familiar with signatures of sound. Like, I'll literally be watching a film and like, this kind of sounds like, and sure enough, I'll look it up, hey, that's the same composer. Really? Really, it's like that. I ain't been able to do that since Michael. Uh, oh, well, moonwalking. You know what I mean? Because I can hear a song. I know it's Michael. You know, people have signature sounds. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Soul. Mm-hmm. Good movie. Really good movie. The um, uh, I kind of um, you know I kind of have lived, and I know people that live waiting for that big thing. You know what I mean? Just waiting on that big thing to happen. You crazy. The, um, <laughs> and it's like, as soon as that big thing happens, they just think life is going to just oh, open up, open right, up. Right, right. And, and I've been blessed in my life where that big thing that I was waiting to happen happened, but then then, then it's Tuesday. <laughs> you know, just like, just like the movie. So I was like, wow. They put this in the film. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I, I really, I really, uh, from a, um, a man's standpoint, I hope it spoke to some, uh, you know, some of my, my, my male compadres out there. That, yeah, the big thing, you can have a goal for the big thing, but what's next? <laughs> you know, where, where are you taking next? So that's what I got. Thank you. That's what I got from the, uh, uh, from the opening of the movie. Yes, Um, definitely very creative, especially with us being spiritual people, just how heaven was depicted or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And so um, they had him as soul. So what I loved really was the twofold thing that was happening in this title. So it was soul. We're looking at soul like because when I initially saw the trailer, I don't know, maybe I didn't watch it as thoroughly. Maybe they showed this in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But when I initially saw the trailer for this film, I was like, oh, soul, okay, jazz music. Okay, I see what they're doing there. But when you really, when you watch the film, you're thinking, oh, okay, soul, jazz music, but then soul because he was a, a lost soul. soul in a right, way, right, right. In a way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I like what y'all did with that. That was pretty creative. <laughs> it really was. It so really they was. had him going up to heaven, all the little souls yep. lined up. He was like, no, no, it's not my time. I finally pretty much you know got to a place where i really was gonna love and now, now i died no i thought that was cute i won't ever forget that scene because i was drinking a root beer oh and one of the when he was in line one of the little souls was looking down and said hey wait i don't have any pants on <laughs> <laughs> oh god root beer everywhere uh. <laughs> that part was hilarious to me so it, it so. really showed him being set apart anyway because he was the only one that panicked and went back like everybody else was just yeah, he did. <laughs> I was like, so i guess your life isn't finished everybody else was like shoot i'm probably glad we're going there. that's right i'm good i'm good right. and so what was that it was called the uh something beyond 
and then the place where he was going. Yeah, yeah. And then the something, when he uh, went backwards, he ended up going to the before. Mm-hmm. I was That's like, right. okay, that was nice. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, and it was depicted so well, like they really didn't even have to describe anything. You mm-hmm. got it right away. Yeah, like when yeah. you saw those little bitty baby ones, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so this is the first, the souls before they get to the body. Okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it was it, so cute. It, it was funny. What, what did they say, the, the, the teacher souls? It was like they, you know, people think that they live their whole life and this is this is what they were supposed to be, right? Um, but they really get it when they, you know, when they're the personality piece when they're they're in the beginning stage. So right. I was like, wow, that's that's cool. Right <laughs> now, something that I love that they brought out. Okay, so twenty two. Uh-huh. Okay, this was Tina Fey. Yep, she was a little infant soul. Okay, yep. and so this is something that I loved. So. When they, when her and Joe were trying to figure out how to get Joe back into his body mm-hmm. or whatnot, and so he had to basically help her find her spark. Yep. Because she just spark. That's the word. She just couldn't find her spark. Right. And so she went through a process of trying out different giftings to basically get to her, her overall purpose before going to Earth or whatnot. That's mm-hmm. how I took it. And yep. so go go with me. This is what I got from that. So I know where I'm at at, uh, at my ministry at church. It's called Agape Time Ministries or whatnot, where we both attend. And one of the things um, in training that I've been doing for the last nine years, almost 10, uh, one of the first things I did was I went through all these different uh, organizations to see where my fit was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I could discover what was really my purpose. Mm. And I loved how they brought that out in this film. Because, go with me. So once she got to that purpose, so the, by the time she got to that body, because she's a soul, when mm-hmm. she got to that body, she still had to go through a human process of coming into that purpose, but it was already there. The mm-hmm. purpose was already there in the soul. So once the soul got to the body, she just had to go through, or she or he, they just got to go through this process mm-hmm. of getting and discovering what that purpose is. But they're going to get there because it was initially already there in the soul. That's deep. Yes. That's what I'm So they brought that out in this film. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> so I was like, you know, scripture tells us before the beginning of the time, beginning of time, I knew you. Yeah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. That's right. That's basically it. And that's what we're doing right now. We're right. living through this life in time. So this was a ter- an eternal thing that was happening. And then that eternal soul went into the body mm-hmm. and then had to walk out that process through time. It's beautiful. Yes, that was beautiful. <laughs> that, 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 that was spoken quite beautifully. So. <laughs> Don't ask me to say it again. Bravo, I don't bravo, have to listen to bravo. it again. <laughs> the, the other piece, uh, what, what was great, was all of the people uh, throughout the ages. So 22 must have been there a long time because Gandhi was one of her <laughs> teachers trying to help her find her spark. So many people were in there um, trying to help her help her find a spark. And um, it, it's so funny that the, the guy that needs help finding his helps her find hers. So I was like, all right, I, I see how y'all did that. Yes. A nice little bow. Yes. <laughs> I see how y'all did that. I liked how uh, 22, which actually biblical meaning is light. Mm-hmm. So she's actually a light for Joe through this journey. But when they went to the zone, and she, you saw all those souls in the air or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, this is the space between the physical and spiritual. So to me, um, I wish uh, my, my brother, uh, he is a, a musician or whatever. And he always says there, it's these moments that happen to where he's in another place. 
or whatnot okay. when he's playing. He plays the keyboard. Yep. And so to me, that made me think of uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. So these are those times when you're inspired or whatnot. But then even deeper than that, there's a certain realm of creativity that we lock into that's really a heavenly realm mm-hmm. where that creativity comes forth. And it's like no one else is there. You right. just kind of lock into it. And yeah. I, I got that from that zone place. I was like, yeah. Right. Like even with the... Uh, the b- before and after those were like different realms uh-huh. that's, that's how right. I perceived right. it that's or right. whatnot and I was like man who made this film but really <laughs> the making of the film they had to lock into that creativity to make the film oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so they probably all knew what they were talking about right <laughs> and like exactly. oh you go there too okay alright all right. right right yeah yeah, yeah. okay yes. yeah but it, it was good then the, the movie really started to ramp up and, and you know uh, the, some, a lot of the comedy came oh yeah when uh, wasn't it Ralph the the counting spirit. Yes. Yeah, he realized his numbers was off and his numbers have never been oh, off. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh. He was like, there's a soul missing. There's a soul missing. <laughs> he was on it. Yeah, he was right uh, though. Was, it was. Oh, it was. And then when 22 um, uh, and uh, I forget, what was his, what was his name? I don't remember. Jamie Foxx. Oh, Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe, yeah, when they go back to Earth and, and Joe's in a cat in the cat. Ah, uh, and see, you see what happened yeah. there. He rushed that process. Uh-huh. Like he wanted to blame the other guy, but it was really his fault. He was like, "Wait, take your time." Next thing you know, now you're in a cat. <laughs> oh my gosh! Soul went to the wrong. Body. Oh god, that, oh, uh, yes. that, that whole little sequence was funny to me. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was fantastic, especially because yeah. uh, Twenty Two was an infant in the human. Uh, body, so she didn't even know how to walk. See, that's a perfect example of it that. Really that's why was. we have to go through these stages. Yep. She didn't get to go through learning how to walk. She couldn't even press the buttons of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Didn't have an auntie to, to she tell didn't have her right no understanding. To... Why do I smell? Why does this smell like this? And that smells like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Yeah, it, it was. I thought it, it was a it was a nice movie. It was with a very with a very good message. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Love it's one music. of those where I bet if you watch it, you know, twice, you'll get something else out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely would be watching it again. Definitely, definitely. So love the music in the film. Uh, that was great. Love the characters. And I like the barbershop scene. That was funny. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> she messed that cat hair up. <laughs> oh, the cat messed his hair, <laughs> his hair up. Right, right. Oh man. So that was great, and just the relationship that formed between the two of them. Yeah. And in the end, good. he got to come back to himself, yep. if you will, mm-hmm. like almost a second chance. But then in a sense, it's almost like if he had been in a coma. And uh, you know how people say you have those life-death experiences and it changes them forever? That's all white life. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, like it was yeah. almost like if he was in a coma, then he got a second chance to live. Yep. And then he just got different perspective and on how to live his life and or to be a better person. live his life. Right, yeah, actually yeah. live it. Actually yeah. live it. So... So many, that. so many, I, and I, I hope it blesses some of the listeners out there. Stop waiting for that one thing. Go out there and live. Yeah, just try things, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. what I was saying with Twenty Two. She was just tried stuff. Yeah, just you just got to try stuff, and then eventually you keep trying. You got consistency. You're gonna get to that thing that Don't you come. just yeah. love to do. And like we're on this podcast, that's and right. you know, can't nobody change it. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, and beyond, so. and you find <laughs> other things in the life great that you love. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, Along it's, the way. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. The message of that movie. Yes. Yep. All right. So, 
You can go see Wonder Woman 84. It's currently in theaters. And then it's also streaming on the HBO Max mm-hmm. app. Uh, but that's coming to an end here pretty soon. I think it's up to January 24th yep. or something like that. And then you could watch Soul on the Disney app. What's your GTS with Soul? So GTS, you know, huh. I would almost, I want to say 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the movie. It was, uh, it was, it was fantastically done. Um, one thing I will say though, and somebody else, uh, we talked about this as well, but it's definitely not for little bitty kids to, for you to understand and grasp some of the concepts. You definitely have to be at a certain age to, to do that. I thought it was, so th- that's the only thing I would give it, um, that would make me give it a nine. I got you. Cause I, I, you know, it's, it's titled a family movie, but really to get it, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. a lot of that slapstick stuff in there for kids. Right, you know like on, uh, like Dory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Dory or the Croods or oh, something like yeah, that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely, I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I got you because kids probably, probably ask you all questions like every other scene. Like, Dad, what? Mom, my, what? Mine went to sleep. <laughs> but, oh, well. <laughs> well, there you go. Right, yeah, it was right. definitely more uh, yep, yep. grown-up type of film. It really was, yeah. Okay, so let's see. Next week, we are actually going to do two TV shows. Okay, we're going to talk about the Netflix show Bridgerton and the Prime show The Wilds. Uh, yeah. Very good shows. Very yeah, good so shows. Look for us next week. Get buckled week, up with those two. And we'll be covering those shows. Meanwhile, we're going to talk a little bit about the streaming app. So. We got Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, Disney app, Prime. Okay, now pretty much out of all of those, I have access to all of those except for Hulu. I was I was with Hulu, but I was using somebody else's account. Anyway, and so um, that's no longer active. And so eventually I'll get back to Hulu. But You know, you should have been on Hulu last month. Oh, they had a special? They did. It was called Deadpool 2. So, ladies and gentlemen, streaming on Hulu. I haven't seen Deadpool <laughs> 2 yet, and uh, Sean's going to keep bringing I that up. I won't let it go. I won't Probably every go. episode until I, till I watch you it. Watch it. So that's what that's about. That's right. All right. So out of all of the apps, which one or two do you find yourself using the most, Sean? Oh. Netflix. Definitely Netflix. And so I used to be, the. it was an app called DC Universe. Okay. And uh, just all you know, DC movies and everything. But now, um, the HBO uh, Max has included DC in the um, in their their whole hub. So I'm on I'm on HBO Max a lot. <laughs> okay. Watching, watching, and I take that back. Not Netflix, probably Prime Video. Okay. Because it, it got stars and everything else in there. All yeah. oh, right, right, stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My family though, Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Netflix is definitely uh, high on the list for me. I yeah. use that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max just came here and just hit me, what, mm-hmm. the last month or so? Yep. That app is amazing. It really is. There's so much stuff on there. I, I mean, they've got old stuff, like a streetcar named Desire. I was like, what? An old <laughs> North by Northwest, Alfred Hitchcock? And they've got shows on there. Of course, they got all the DCs. Uh, on there and whatnot. Yeah. But um, they even got the original Wonder Woman series on there with Linda Carter. Yeah. I was like, come on now. I was yep. watching that yep. the other day. Yep. So I'm loving HBO Max. I'm definitely watching a lot of that. Uh, had you had told me that HBO and Cinemax would combine one day, 
Oh. I wouldn't have believed you. I know, right? <laughs> Who knew a lot of this stuff would happen? Right, now? right, right. And uh, Prime, I do. Sometimes I think I go through seasons, though. Because at one point, I was watching a lot of Hulu uh, and then a lot of Prime or whatnot. But okay. Netflix was always kind of that one that was high up there for me anyway. Yeah. But the HBO Max didn't came and took over. I can't even yeah. lie. Now, as far as the quality, oh, yeah, of course, I use Disney app as well. But got to um, as far as the quality is concerned out of them, I would say Netflix is uh, Prime is probably the best mm-hmm. to me, actually, mm-hmm. as far as quality. Okay. Um, like moving through scenes and things like that, because yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. Or whatnot. Go back, fine, fast forward, fast forward. So uh, also like on Prime, Prime if you pause it, all yeah. the actors in the scene. Yes, I love that yeah, feature love that as well. Feature. Yeah, it's cool. pretty awesome. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, so but, we're gonna. Uh, whoa, whoa, we we oh. got We got to give a warning. Oh. For the two shows. Oh, okay. okay. For the shows next week. Yeah. So the, the, this is do, do, these are not family shows. These are um, of the uh, uh, PG thirteen and up. Adult uh, persuasion. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So m- make sure that that you're you're watching it, uh, you know, with uh, another adult. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you so, go. So and that's for Bridgerton and the Wilds that we'll be covering next week. Definitely. Bridget. All right, so we're gonna get out of here, you guys. Uh, once again, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, follow it. Apple Podcasts, all of Spotify. Them. Look, all of them uh, under What's Your Take Media. It's been a, a pleasure being before you all, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, or talk to you next week because we're not gonna see him. All right, yeah. So we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>